The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity, helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times, your host, Gary Kaligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Kaligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only magazine and radio show for mature adults in Northwest Louisiana. Do thank you for listening to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Keel application on their Apple or Android devices. We do thank AARP Louisiana Neighbors, sending country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer for being the exclusive sponsor of this radio show to provide you with beneficial information each and every Saturday morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about an accidental piano man and his life stories, which has purpose and meaning for all of us. So stay tuned to this show for some very interesting information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, April the 15th, and we are broadcasting our show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel at Town Square Media Station here in wonderful Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept calling questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the April issue of the Best of Times in one of our 270 distribution locations. There are a, still a few of those issues available in our uh, locations, but again, if you're unable to find a copy, you can always go to our extremely popular website at thebestoftimesnews.com. You can view both current and past issues of our magazine. You can listen to previously broadcast radio shows. In addition, you can view and download silver pages. In addition, there is lots of information on our website for you and your loved ones. Speaking of the April issue, our feature this this month, which has already had some great reviews, talks about social media and other basics for that not-so-computer-savvy persons. And we have had many of our readers thank us for explaining some of these that they want to or their grandkids want them to get involved in. Don't forget to complete our reader survey, and you could possibly win $500. This is, interestingly enough, a national reader survey for seniors and boomers, representing 150 magazines throughout the United States. So hope you'll complete it and turn it in and hope you can win that $500 prize. In addition, I hope you enjoy our stat, our weekly medical news section, and you're going to learn that there is a certain type of exercise that will help you reduce migraine headaches. You're going to also learn how hypnosis can actually relieve your pain. And an interesting study that was just concluded regarding senior citizens and boomers like me uh, that stated that 13% of them, after they go from 65 to 80, are addicted to junk food. So hopefully we can eliminate that and get that junk food craze out of you. It's not good for you. The other uh, interesting article that we've already had a lot of comments is learn how to reduce the stress of downsizing your home and apartment by keeping photos and mementos of those cherished items. So, again, hope you'll enjoy our our April issue and our future issues, but uh, it, it's full of valuable information that will benefit you and your loved ones. 
In addition, our 2023 Silver Pages, our resource directory, is extremely popular, but it is not available at all of our 270 distribution locations. 25,000 copies were distributed beginning in March. There are a few copies available, mainly at the Council on Aging's office and a few other areas. Again, you can view the whole entire 48 pages on our website at thebestoftimesnews.com. Our friends at Ernest Arley's continues to have the best of time special dinner each and every Thursday night from 4.30 p.m. to to closing with fabulous meals at a highly discounted price of only $25. It is highly recommended that due to the popularity of this Thursday night special to make advanced reservations by calling 318-226-1325. Again, that's 318-226-1325. Today, beginning at 9 a.m. during this show to 12 noon, our friends at AERP and the Caddoke Parish Sheriff's Office will be having a free shredding day to help benefit the fraud watch of AERP Louisiana. So it's going on today at Sheriff Safety Town, located at 8910 Juella. And you can bring unwanted documents containing sensitive information, and they will be destroyed for free on site by professional uh, shredding company. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana Neighbors, Standing Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Ebers, tending country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my radio show today is a special guest, and I would say friend, Mr. Yes. Winston Hall. He's an award-winning musician. I call him also a fantastic historian, and now he's an author. Uh, he's a playwright. He's he has many talents, and I, I'm very impressed to learn to know him. I've, I I actually met him by accident. Do you remember when I met you first? I'm trying to remember. Keontes. Was it a Keontes? Okay. That was so long ago. Yeah. I think I was probably how how long? Well, I played the, there for seven years before COVID. Well, I did. That's so, when I was there. I think so I was there a, your first w- week. Oh wow! That okay, you were yeah, there. that would have been. We went there frequently, and you yeah. were on a Sunday. Yep. Yep, Sunday See, Winston, in the green room. Yeah. small world. You never <laughs> I know. I love it. And I, I remember my wife. My wife was so impressed with you. She said, "Gary, give me more money." <laughs> 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 you you were really impressed with that. She came up. I, I, I think I, I gave you a like twenty spot, and so I went up and gave. And everybody at our table, you made it. You wrecked up real good for my yes, table. We had a yes. table of like eight. And you raked up real good. Yes. Well, I, we love people like you, so, <laughs> so come back, come back out. But you were wonderful, and I, I and then, and then uh, everyone, I will give him other kudos. We're going to talk about his book, but I will also say he's a, he's a remarkable historian about Shreveport, 
musicians in our area and have given he's been on my show a few years ago i think about five years yep, ago yep. that we talked about uh, your lectures that you yes. give the powerpoint presentation right yes Winston? yes and that was i i saw it at an aarp uh chapter meeting and was mm-hmm. very impressed so i said i gotta have him on yeah. my show and so my wife and i were also impressed so we did a little feature story about you and i think it uh, got some resounding we hope that you're we're going to a little bit talk about your vision we hope that happens today because there's a lot yes. A lot of remarkable stories about musicians in our area. Right? And I remember getting quite a few phone calls and emails after we did that show. People asking me to come talk. So well, that's good. I know yep. you're still doing it. Oh yes. The other thing, tell tell our listeners, he's a big promoter of this report in Bossier City area, though not from this area. And we're going to talk how he got accidental yeah. occurrences to this wonderful little city. That uh, now he 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 uh, he treats it as. Uh, uh, the mecca for you, right? Yes. You just love it. It's my. It, it's an adopted hometown for That's sure. Important. And, and this city has been incredibly good to me for my career and everything I've tried to do. So I I want to reciprocate that and give back to the city. So so tell everybody you go out and give lectures and presentations to various travel groups, etc., educating yeah. them about well, why they should come to Shreveport. This is a really neat way to dovetail my music career into the the promotion of Shreveport Bossier and the music history. I was just in Cheyenne, Wyoming last week because we love to entice people and conferences from all over the country to come here. We have an amazing convention center with a lot of space, and so that's a big big draw for people. So the Tourist Bureau very graciously has a couple times asked me to tag along and um, talk about Shreveport Bossier. And this last weekend in Cheyenne, I spoke about the music history and then played some of the songs on a piano and, uh, and then enticed these conference members to go get more people and come back uh, to their big conference in the fall. So it, it really is a neat way for me to, you know, uh, was it Thoreau that said, live the life you've imagined? And I said, I really didn't even imagine that, that somebody would ask me to just go travel around the country and talk about Shreveport. But it's been really fun and I think an amazing way to give back to this community. And I've been following you, of course, many, I'm sure, follow you on Facebook. And I saw a lot of, you know, a lot of posts about that. And, and, and you know, I'm going to give you another kudo. I think a presenter that has a prop, especially using a musical prop uh-huh. and a piano, adds. I mean, I, I hear, I've heard, I'm 73, I've heard millions of people get presentations. And some of them are great, but most of them are boring. But mm-hmm. when they do something different, like, Play the piano, yeah. play a musical instrument, do a, 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 a go off stage. Don't go behind the podium. It gets better. <laughs> yes. I mean, really. Yes. I, I one time I did. A, I can't talk about myself. I one time I did a presentation. I believe it was in Washington D.C. I got off the stage. And this was three thousand people. I got off the stage and went in the audience. Mm-hmm. And the guy said, "We have never had anybody do this before." <laughs> Yeah, yeah well, and, and that was something different. I went, brought the microphone. I mean, it's a wireless microphone. Why do I need to stay behind the podium for an hour? Yeah. So I went out, and, and it was it was really a great experience. Well, why I particularly love talking about Shreveport and Bozier's music history is it's such a dynamic presentation because not only are you playing the songs and singing them, but um, the AV guys up there had, had sourced some photos. Cool. And we used a couple of, my wife Donna Chance mm-hmm. Hall is a photographer. We used one of her pictures from the municipal auditorium, which is just a stunning photo. And so they had the music in their ears and they're seeing the the 
That's right. pictures of Shreveport's music history, and it and I don't have to do much to make it dynamic beyond that. <laughs> and I think it really uh, it hooks people, you know, really grabs them, as opposed to somebody just talking, like you said, That's for right. an hour. That's right. You got you got to have a little bit more theatrics, and and you're True. good at that. I try. <laughs> you're good at that, even when you play the piano wherever you're at, Two Johns or Chianti's or other locations throughout the area. So let's talk. We're talking about your book, yes, The Wrong Note Right. So what inspired you to write the book? Well, there's a story to back up the story to back up the story. But basically, uh, my old friend Chris Jay was doing a, a All Y'all Live yes. storytelling event and asked me to tell a story. So I took 15 minutes to tell the story of how I, my first night as a professional piano player. And then after that, my wife Donna and I thought, man, that could be fleshed out a little bit into a stage play, which That's quite right. a few of your listeners might have attended. This was like five years ago. We put it on in Bossier City. And then during COVID... Uh, we thought, well, what's a way to kind of keep telling the story without actually putting on a stage show? So the next logical step was to put this ebook together. So it's a direct adaptation of the play with just some more details squished in. But it was called Wrong Note Right, the story of an accidental piano man. Because from the beginning, we said the art of living is making a wrong note right. Because we all play wrong notes. We do. That's not a sin. But can you make it right? Can you find your way to the right note? So that's how the book came about. So we've been, we would like to do the stage play again soon. We've been talking to some, hope some venues, but in the meantime, this is a great way to tell the story without having to perform the whole play every time. So uh, we thought uh, we would add some details to the story, but not make it so incredibly long that nobody wants to read it. So well, we it's thought, not long. I, again, everyone, it's it's a short. You can get it on Amazon, and if you, uh, it's the book is called Wrong Note Right by Winston Hall. You can Google it, and it'll pop up automatically, and it's an easy, quick download, and I've read it, and I was fascinated by it. I learned a lot of things about you that I did not know. Oh, good. And I did not know. You never mentioned how much you were involved in the movie industry and how you met your wife. Yeah, well, that's what brought me to Shreveport, and that's the, the kind of the backstory, the origin story, if you will. What, what's ironic about my love for Shreveport now is that when I moved here in 2007, it was at the behest of a friend working on a movie, and I had, I had, to my knowledge, had never been to this town. If I if I had been, I didn't remember it. I maybe <laughs> drove through when I was a kid. But I came, I moved here, sight unseen, with my Ford Ranger full of all my earthly possessions, <laughs> and I got here at night, and I stayed at my friend's apartment. So the first time I laid eyeballs on Shreveport in the daylight was the day after I moved here. Oh, and so that's kind of ironic because. Usually you put a lot of thought into where you move, mm-hmm. and I put exactly about five minutes worth of thought into it when my friend five called. Minutes. Well, he said, I'm working in the movie business. You want to work in the movies? And I was broke, and I said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll be there. <laughs> there I go. So it, it's ironic all these years later that, that it's become such an important uh, seminal place in my life because it didn't start that way. Well, so, but tell them the, the rest of the story about that. I thought that was fascinating that about, you got the job. Oh, so so <laughs> – this is kind of the theme of this whole book yeah. is I think people tend to think too much, <laughs> you know, and I don't mean that. I mean, it's important to think things through, but people hesitate too much. Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. They hesitate. And uh, when I, I'm, I'm, my buddy said they're shooting. And at that time, for listeners that don't know, everybody was shooting movies here. The tax credits were going on. They were shooting seven, eight, nine feature films, like like real deal Hollywood movies. Really? And they didn't have enough labor. True. 
because I guess everybody thought they had to be qualified to work on a movie. And I was the least qualified person on the planet Earth. <laughs> but my buddies said they just need people who are willing to work hard and have more than two brain cells can put it all together and get the job done. And so I inter- he got me an interview on this movie Mad Money with Queen Latifah mm-hmm. and Diane Keaton and uh, and some others, Ted Danson among others. And I went to the interview and was quite honest with them. I said, I've never worked on a movie. I don't know anything about movies. I don't know the first thing about mo- making movies. And they called me back and said, you're hired. <laughs> so, you said, ka-ching. Yeah, you ka-ching. Like so, but then I learned. You know, I learned. Oh, yeah. And so, so again, wrong note right. Like like by the end of that three, four months of that movie, um, I had met what would be my future wife. And I had learned the ins and outs. You know, the basics. I didn't know everything. But I had learned the lingo and all this stuff. And that was a really important lesson that and I – you observed and grasped yeah. and learned from people. I mean, I, I take it. That's your skill even this today. Yeah. Well, it's a handy skill to have, and then it's applicable toward anything you do in life. And so I had already, at that point in my life, been playing the piano, obviously, but it was a reciprocal lesson. You know, it's like, well, let's just let's just dive in head first, and we play some wrong notes, so what? You know, and I, I did. I made some mistakes in that movie, and I got yelled at a couple times, and uh but but I learned. I made wrong notes right. And 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 so what happened that's why I ended up staying in Shreveport was the movies kept happening for about two years. Oh, it was and serious. I, yeah, and I kept getting work. So uh I really owe a lot to that that time the industry being here for that time before I hung around. Because 'Cause it'd been really easy if I didn't get another job to say, See ya, Shreveport. But by 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 that time I'd already started to play the piano a little bit locally and, and uh you know, I was hooked. And I've been here ever you, since. You were hooked. Yeah. That's it. So so Go on, continue. There, there's so many great stories, but I, but tell our listeners that you initially, the piano playing man of yourself today, you weren't inspired to play the piano, right? No, I. And this is uh, if you saw my play, you, you saw this in the very beginning. I really, I really, 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 really hated piano lessons, um, and I owe every all my music career. I owe it to my mother because she was insistent upon music being a part of our life. She was in the church choir. She had played the piano a little as a kid. And she had told me later that she really wanted her children to be musical because she never pushed that as much as she wanted to in her life. So it was kind of a redemptive thing for her. <laughs> so so she made me take piano lessons. And to her credit was, um, it was kind of a deal we had where if I did that, I wouldn't have to do anything else that I didn't, didn't want to do, you know, like whatever, 4-H, FFA. So I stuck with it long enough that it just kind of became part of my life. And then later I was able to take that framework that she gave me and build on it professionally. So I owe mom a lot. Well, we all, all our mamas and our papas and our other inspira- insp- inspirational members a lot as well. Yes. But but I thought your beginnings is a lot of like, I hate to say this, guys taking the piano at an early age. Yeah, and I, it was... I've been there, done that. Oh, and, and I wrote in the book about how bad the piano... How, how much I feared piano recitals. They were, <laughs> oh, they were just... They were terrifying. And, and, and in retrospect, it was because I just didn't know the songs well enough. And that's a metaphor for life. If you go in to do something and all you're worried about is the mistakes you're going to make, that's not a good place to start from. No, no. And so that, you know, and I granted I was like five or six years old, so I also didn't have any experience being in front of people. So it's bad enough just to stand up in front of people. It's like, oh, while you're there, play, play the, the piano. <laughs> and and I wrote about that. I remember being nauseous and clammy, the cold sweats. You remember those? Just oh, real yeah. 
pure abject stage fright. And generally, the youngest piano players with the less experience go, go, f- go first. Yeah, first. And that was like, why? Can't I be yeah. like, after all the other playing their, the oh. concerts of Mozart and Beethoven, oh. I have to be the first? I, yeah. Yeah, it was it was very I don't want to say traumatic, that's a little overstated, but it was it was something that that early in my life I didn't know that kind of fear. You know, it's like you didn't you go to you, you just never have to get up in front of people when you're 5 years old, like or give speeches or anything. So it was my first exposure to I guess what you would call showbiz. Mm-hmm. But uh, after the break we can get into this a little more. I I I learned the only way to to get past that fire is just walk right through it. So that's, so that's where that started. Well, hold that thought. Yes. We'll be right back with more information. But now our work, more sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana Neighbors. Tonight, Country S. Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abers Town and Country, a Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my radio show today is a special guest. It's Mr. Winston Hall, an award-winning musician, historian, and now author, and he's discussing his book, The Wrong Note Right, the story of an accidental piano man. So thank you, Winston, for joining us today here. Always great to be here. Always so great. uh so we're, we're talking about his book, everyone, and it's available on Amazon. It's a short read, but it's a great read. You're going to learn a lot about his past, stories and involvement with individuals from the movie industry, from Nashville to Mr. Tom. Uh, oh, Big Tom. Big Tom. Big Tom, yeah. That was a great yes, story. Yes. And that, that's exactly how it went down. I uh, So we were talking about piano lessons. Right. And I, I survived the piano lessons. And I had a buddy, let me preface this story real quick. I had a buddy named Micah that was playing guitar and he was like kind of playing with other friends and having a good time. And I I saw him and I said, gosh, I wish I could do that on the piano. You know, I'm over here playing all these, what I call little black dots. (laughs) And so I spent a lot of time with my friend Micah and he was strumming his guitar and I I was picking out the notes on the piano. So really started to play by ear. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I got out of high school, I had actually... Managed to piece together a few songs that hadn't involved reading music, like outside of the realm of piano lessons. And um, so then I go off to college, and I'll just tell this story since we're talking about it. I I was at the dentist, and this is chapter, I forgot the chapter, maybe chapter three. Uh, I was at the dentist, and again, remember I said earlier, don't hesitate, you know, because some of the best things in life come when you don't hesitate. My dentist was talking about how bad the piano player was at a local restaurant that she had been to. And she wasn't even talking to me. She was talking to the dental hygienist. And I was eavesdropping. And I just mentioned to her offhand, I said, oh, I play the piano a little. A little, a little. And she said, "Uh, well, you should go down there to that restaurant, play for them. They need a better piano player. And when she said it, I remember thinking how laughable a notion it was. Like, what? What? (laughs) What I don't know. No, I would never do that, you know. 
And after I left the dentist, driving back to my, my apartment, and I was, I mean, I was maybe 18, like I just started college. And I remember thinking just for a nanosecond, uh, and this was the line in the play. I said, maybe, maybe if I am a little better than the worst piano player in the world, I could get a job. And I just went down there and I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I went down there and introduced myself and apparently they were really hurting for piano players because I played the first four bars of Moon River, which is the only yeah. four bars of the song I knew. Yes, I played it. Again. And um, I didn't know the rest of the song. And this this lady, <laughs> Linda, cut me off and she said, come back Saturday night, 6 o'clock. <laughs> and it was, it was just absolutely horrifying. I mean, I could not believe she – I don't know what I was thinking. I couldn't believe she said that. And uh, so to fast forward to Big Tom was um, that that night I'm playing – the first night I'm playing – I only knew I had cobbled together about nine songs. And I say songs, like that's in quotes. You know, it's like parts of songs. And I was just playing the same nine songs over and over again. And again, I was still afraid. Like this was a, this was kind of like a piano recital, but it was in a Chinese restaurant. I forgot to mention that. Chinese restaurant, China, uh, China Garden in San Angelo, Texas. And um, this fella, Big Tom, came by and requested some songs. And up to that point... It hadn't occurred to me that someone might request. I didn't know. I mean, I grew up in the country. We didn't go to piano bars. And I didn't know that was a thing. You know, I wondered what the big funny looking glass was on the piano. <laughs> I thought somebody had a big brandy or something, but it was the tip jar. And yeah. I didn't even know what that was for. Very, very naive. And then just by sheer grace of God or whatever you want to call it, maybe a stroke of luck, I knew uh, the song, he wanted to hear Memory from Cats. And it's very similar to Moon River if you yeah. play the same key. So I kind of knew that one. And then he, of all songs, wanted to hear Green Sleeves, which is the melody to What Child Is This? Yes, right. But this was not at Christmas, so I don't know what he was thinking. But anyway, <laughs> I was able to bumble my way through those two songs, and he gave me a $20 bill. And I remember that light bulb aha moment where I was like, people will give you extra money? <laughs> <laughs> if you do the requested songs. Wow! Yeah. You know, so then... I told my mom this later. I was like, the the motivation was like a complete paradigm shift. When you're a kid, it's like, learn this or you will embarrass yourself in front of 100 people. And now the motivation was, man, if you learn a song that's meaningful to somebody, it, it'll make you a little extra money. And not to say that money's the only motivation, but it's more about making people happy. Make them feel good. Make them feel good. And that translates a lot of times into, into a, you know, a big tip. And so that was kind of the impetus for like, well, gosh. Um, and, and by the way, and I put this in the book, this was really before the advent of Google. So if I wanted to learn a song, I had to kind of already know it in my head or go buy one of those lead sheets from the music store. But I didn't even have enough money to buy one of those. Those so, were expensive. Even back so I would, then. Yes. I, I would sneak into the music store and write guitar chords on my hand. And then I got in so. trouble. The guy was giving me the evil eye, the stink eye, because I was <laughs> writing, you know. But so so I was learning to piece these songs together, and then um, I didn't put this in the book, but I had a roommate in college that was also a piano man, mm-hmm. and he knew quite a few songs, and so I would learn from him, uh, my friend Manny Campos, and so it was it was the beginnings of, well, let me just start piecing all these songs together, um, and initially it was like, well, I'll make a little extra money, and then it was like, well, you get paid a little more, and then and then you get beyond that into when you really touch people, like it's a song that, that was uh, they're 
loved one passed away mm-hmm. and this was their favorite song or, or this was our wedding song or things like that. So then the, the, the motivation became multifaceted, you know, and in the end you just want to entertain people and make them happy. And the more songs, you know, and the better you play them, the more you can do that. That's true. No, that many places throughout your book, you show how music can inspire people. I mean, it brings back a memory. Yes. I mean, you said a memory of dating, a memory of a, a loved one that's lost, and and you played at funerals. You oh, played at I've played at, everything, at, at birthday parties and functions and family reunions, and some of those songs brings back thousands of memories. Well, well, music is this the great transcendent language of humanity, and I, I say that because like I've been in Switzerland. And heard somebody playing Dave Brubeck's Take Five. Um, one of my piano students, uh, my first piano student, I, I don't teach a lot of lessons. I teach a few because I don't have a very uh, exact method. But my first piano student was a 76-year-old pathologist at LSU from India. And when he was a child, his mother would sing You Are My Sunshine to him. Oh, That's a song originated yes. in this region, That's right. Jimmy Davis. And they're singing in India. And so it is this great transcendent language that that people can all speak. And so musicians cannot maybe not talk to each other from different countries, but but they they can play the same song, right, which is just great. And so that's kind of what I've found is it's it's also emotionally transcendent. You you can connect songs to so many moments in life. Um, And, of course, it's usually something profound, like like you said, a wedding or anniversary or – uh, and I've played anniversaries for people married 75 years, and this was our song. Aww. And I have to dig it out and learn it, you know. But it, it's really a really, really powerful uh, thing in our lives. A lot of time it's ambient. You know, it's just in the background. But then sometimes it comes crashing to the forefront in these really powerful moments. And and people will ask me, what's your favorite song? And I, and I always say that's like, that's like saying who's your favorite kid. Like it's really not <laughs> – you can't say that. But – I have found that what I feel like are my favorite songs are when it's like the home run, knock it out of the park. Like that's the perfect song for that moment, and mm-hmm. you nailed it. You got it exactly right, and you made people happy. To me, that's like that's my it. favorite song, yes. and which changes. It changes from yeah. day to day, yeah. event to event. Yeah, truly. But how how inspiring. But again, we're, we're discussing uh, Winston Hall's uh, new book that's available on Amazon. You can download it uh, um, as a e-reader what it's is it e- e-book yeah kindle you can read it on kindle That's and I, I will i will add i know a lot of people don't do e-books I prefer real books, actually. I'm old-fashioned. That's coming. That's that's we're going to put that together, but it's a whole different process. So stick around. We'll 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 plug that again later down the road. But right that's now, it's just an e-book available on Amazon. And it's it's an easy read. It's 118 pages, but you have thousands of stories. Yes. And I, I love, I mean, we're going to talk about a few of them today, but we don't have, you know, there's no way to talk about all of them. But I thought your your experience as being a piano teacher in Hollywood yes. for 12 minutes was <laughs> remarkable. Well, the, tell, the, them, tell them about that story. That was remarkable. So, so I, I always emphasize, and I, and I feel like humanity is kind of losing sense of what I'm about to say is, the really the best things take time, and if you've been on Earth at all for a while, you, you understand that that the instantaneous things, the the instant gratification, they're they're, they're short lived. You know that stuff flitters away. So so practicing the piano and learning the piano and making it part of your life long term. What you don't understand, especially when you're a kid taking lessons, is this cumulative effect of doing something 
over and over and over and over because not only do you get better, but people notice, okay? People notice, and they kind of tie that together with your identity. So how that Hollywood story came about was I was in Shreveport working in the movies, moonlighting as a piano player, and I had a roommate, uh, Jonathan Fry, a local guy, who had kind of he had seen me playing the piano, and this is what I mean about the cumulative effect—the idea people have of you. He saw me putting on the suits and shining the shoes and walking out the door when the sun goes down, night after night after night. And so here he is in a production meeting for the movie Soul Men, with all these Hollywood people and producers. And somebody said it: "We need a piano coach for Bernie Mac." And Jonathan was sitting at that table, and he was a, a, a assistant. He was a producer's assistant. And he raised his hand. He said, I know a guy. I know a guy. And I was actually at Mardi Gras with, with my wife, Donna, when he called and said, hey, could you could you come do this? And I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I cut my trip short and I came back. And I remember on the way – so they gave me his address. And Bernie Mac, you know, he's foul-mouthed comedian, mm-hmm. but really larger than life in his heyday. And they gave me his address and said, you know, go to his house and just – you don't have to teach him how to play the piano. You have to teach him how to pretend to play the piano. And my line was, well, I've been pretending to play the piano my whole life, <laughs> so this win, will work out. Good with Winston. I love but, it. But I rolled up to his house in that same Ford Ranger that I came to Shreveport, you know, like the same little – with like 287,000 miles on it. And I pulled up in front of his mansion in, that they had rented him in Bossier. And I was walking up to the door. I thought, this is crazy. I cannot believe this is happening because <laughs> uh, in my head I'm still like – third grade piano recital student that's butchering all my songs (laughs) so the reason and i'll tell this quickly before we run out of time for this segment but the reason it was only 12 minutes was i went in introduced myself and he could already perfectly mimic the piano like he could perfectly do it i had my keyboard there and i just kind of looked at him and i said well you obviously don't need me Uh and in no uncertain terms he said i already told them i didn't need a piano coach he wasn't mad at me, no. but he just kind of was like, yeah, this is silly. It's a waste of time. So I said, hey, you know what? Thanks for the time. And uh, uh, the line in the book was he said, get your money. Get your money. money. Yeah, your you got to make your money. Yeah. So so he helped me get my money, and um, I was there. I was a story to tell. Oh, yeah. The experience. Or, uh, you, you got to be yeah. You got to be inspired. And plus, that's Ching part of the yeah. resume, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and when I say 12 minutes, I mean quite literally. Like I was there. I was in and out. I was like – Here's the keyboard. I can do it. Oh, you can do it. You don't know me? Okay, great. Thanks. See you later. Okay, but listen, I I do remember you got credit for that. I did get credit, yeah. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. A lot of people you, are extras, including you. <laughs> you don't get a lot of credit, but a piano teacher, assistant, or consultant. Yeah, yeah. I think they credit. called me a consultant. If you go to in, internetmoviedatabase.com and uh-huh. look up Soul Man, I'm listed. I believe it's as a piano consultant. Wow. I thought, boy, that's a really fancy word yes. for showing up and then – you know, not needing me, <laughs> but no, you 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 can't say that. Yeah. It was, it, you inspired him to continue on. He could have flubbed. That's uh, right. He could have flubbed, flubbed the part. It was it was workable. So right? yeah, and 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 by the way, if you see that movie Soul Men, uh, yeah, full of foul language, but he does it great. He mimics the piano playing, and I'd like to say I had something to do with that, but he was kind of all over that without me. Well, those are stories that I, I hope everybody gets when they read his book. You 
you will probably grasp yourself, you know, I need to I need to jot down and tell my kids or grandkids some yes. of these particular stories. They, they, they might Absolutely. be trivial, but when you read other people, when you hear other people talk about these opportunities and, and life changing situations on meeting this and and somebody saying, uh, you know, why don't you do it? Oh, my might as well. But what, as well. What, what could hurt? Right. Absolutely. What could hurt if you went there and, and did it wrong? Nothing. Yeah, it wouldn't nothing. hurt. I got a good story. That's got a good story about that. Well, hold that thought. We'll be right back with more information. But now, work from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio while we're here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by AARP Louisiana Neighbors, Tenant Country Report, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary Kaligas will be right back with more Best of Times Radio Hour after this on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Gary's back with more Best of Times Radio Hour on 1017 FM and 710 Key. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by AERP Louisiana and Abers, Sending Country S Report, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is a very special guest, is Mr. Winston Hall. He's an award-winning musician, historian, author, and he's discussing his book, The Wrong Note Right, the story of the accidental piano man. And Winston, um, thank you for joining us today, but I definitely got to give you more kudos. If you've seen him perform at many places throughout the Shreveport and Bossier and surrounding on the Arklitics, I will tell you, he's an inspiring musician and also inspiring singer. But you initially did not sing. Is that right? I, I did not sing. But and, you're very good. Well, thank you. It was one of those things... Um, I realized early on with the playing that I, if you sang the melody and sing the words, the words are what matter to people. Mm-hmm. And there's only a few piano players who can get away with just their piano playing. And so I always just sang to kind of supplement the song. And what I tell people is if you sing a song 10,000 times, you'll get a lot better at it. <laughs> so that was – and then come to find out it was it was a great way for me to emote and, and really get the energy of the song across. So I – I call myself a singer, but I never claim to be a singer, if that makes oh, any very, sense. But I, I love good. to sing. I do love to sing. And, and you're right. Playing the piano sometimes gets, I hate to say this, gets nerdy. I know the symphony hates me to say that, but <laughs> the symphony is wonderful. But if you add lyrics, you add vocals, you add the, the choral groups behind it, it adds something it's, to it's it. It's another ingredient in the cake, so to speak. And so you, it definitely uh, adds a lot, for and, sure. And, and the other kudo to say is, there are many musicians out there who play the piano who cannot play the piano at the same time they can sing. <laughs> well, I've seen many of them out there you try. Gotta, what is it? Rub your belly, pat your head, rub your head and pat your yeah, belly. It's lots of, very much lots that, of yeah. lots of dynamics going on. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 difficult. It's difficult, and and a lot of times you do the make the wrong notes when you That's do it. Sh- you're you're ad libbing a lot there. You forget about what your left hand's doing. I've, okay. pl- I've played wrong notes in front of a thousand people. Like, and the, you know what? You life goes on. You move on. You move on. So, so Winston, tell our listeners, I, I, one chapter he talks about in his book, and, and I want you to elaborate about it, is your, your uh, connection and affiliation and love for Chimp Haven. Yes. Yeah, so ch- so, so I, I said earlier that, you know, if you do something and stick with it, you, 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 it, it opens doors, okay, like that you don't see, like with Bernie Mac. 
Well, Chimp Haven was one of those doors. I, I was on Craigslist looking at under the music section and saw an advertisement for someone needing entertainment for chimps. <laughs> for chimps. And I had just moved here. I, I want to say this was maybe 2009, maybe. It was, it was right after I first moved here. And I remember thinking it was a typo. Like, like I was thinking it was I have an entertainment, uh, a chimp, you know, to entertain people, like, uh-huh. a, like a showbiz chimp. And it said, I called or emailed, and they said, no, we need people to in- entertainment for the chimps. And the story was, as I come to find out, that the National Chimpanzee Sanctuary, the biggest, nicest one in the United States, is right here outside of Shreveport. A lot sure. of people don't know that. It's a beautiful facility, well-kept, well-managed, uh, nonprofit chimp haven. And th- they have um, rescued chimps, chimps that were in medical research um, that really contribute to humanity's health and, and against their will. And a, most, if not all of them, have been retired. And they need somewhere to go live out their days. And so they come to Chimp Haven. Um, the problem is that their, their facilities are magnificent. They've got trees and places to climb. It's like I could hang out there all day. <laughs> the, the only problem is chimps in the wild would be exposed to just almost infinite stimulation. You know, they, they move around and they've got all this stuff happening. So, so to make up for that lack of stimulation, they bring in outside entertainment. And it's really almost hilarious. They bring in sports mascots, bands. Um, we even took our dogs out there one time so they could see dogs. And the idea is just to kind of engage these chimps in something new and exciting and different. And so when I went there the first time, um, I, had, I played guitar a little, and that was much easier than took the, key, the whole keyboard, keyboard around. So they said, uh, well, you just roam from enclosure to enclosure and you sing. And they, I said, what do I sing? And they said, whatever you want. <laughs> so uh, so we, we went the first time and I was kind of hooked immediately because you get such wonderfully genuine responses. Some of them actually. And penetrating uh, eye contact. Oh, yeah. And, they, and they, they move and they jiggle and dance and they rock back and forth. Some of them, the juveniles don't like it. They get real aggressive and they. Now, now you're not in with the chimps. You're you're outside yeah. their enclosure, but you can see them perfectly. And some of the younger chimps get mad and throw stuff and do this, you know, beat their <laughs> chest. And, but the whole point is just to give them something uh, to stimulate their uh, emotions. And I was hooked from the very beginning. And a couple of the chimps are, are used for cognitive research, incredibly smart. And uh, there's one out there I mentioned, I think, in the book named Emma, mm-hmm. who who would try to emulate. She I had a shaker, you know, like a percussion instrument, and she was kind of emulating her hand as if she wanted to to shake it. And they said, no, you can't give her no instruments. They don't get to play instruments. <laughs> but it was really, really meaningful. And, you know, the chimps are like 99% the same as, mm-hmm. as far as DNA. And so it... For me, for as a musician, I, I mentioned the transcendent nature of music. That's when it really hit home was like these chimps who have never really been around music. They don't know what it is. They don't know what you're doing. Still understand it's something different and special. So we go out there. Um, we try to go out pretty routinely. Haven't been in a few years. But actually tomorrow morning, oh, I'll wow. be going out there at 930 to visit awesome. my friends again. So. I encourage anybody at the end of the year, if they're looking for a really meaningful nonprofit to, to put some money towards, I always say Chimp Haven. Chimp Haven's the way to go. Oh, that, that, that's awesome. So um, when COVID happened, 
in that particular time. I know musicians throughout our area suffered, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was but bad. you still continued via YouTube and yeah. continued via Facebook, et cetera, right? Well, it was, it was kind of like a lifetime of making wrong notes right really came in handy because – and I wasn't the only one. This was nationwide. But musicians who are so – you know, things go wrong. You know, things on stage fall or, or things break or, or you know, something crazy happens and you got to keep playing. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's all COVID was in my world was, okay, well, it's different, but i got to keep playing. And so we almost immediately – my, uh, my wife, Donna, had, was in the film industry, so we said, well, let's go virtual. And we started doing little piano lounges from our living room, uh, yes, and right. you can now tip so. virtually. Uh, so it, it was it was just really an, a quick improvisation. I mean, it was it, in quite the and literal. Were, I will say you were quite popular. I watched a few. We, well, we loved the feedback, and what happened was – you were suddenly reaching out to audiences that you'd never played before. You know, From people India. all over, all over <laughs> the world. Yeah. And most of our friends in the United States, but I had people, some people in Australia watching. And so it really kind of blew up, like totally blew up this notion of performance. Like you're so used to playing for the room, yeah. play to the room. And all of a sudden the room was virtual and it was around the world. And so we, that changes the way I think. Uh, and honestly, that's what spurned in part the idea of writing the ebook mm-hmm. was that you said, well, a physical book is one thing, but what if you have this little digital book that can circle the world and come back in a nanosecond and, and just put it out there and you never know where it's going to go. That's right. Uh, so what's your future projects? Future projects. Well, as I mentioned, we're going to make this a print book for okay. those of you that don't, don't do ebooks. Um, we are trying to, I don't want to say resurrect the stage play, but continue the stage play. Good. We were actually Let us know about that. right before COVID. We were starting to make some phone calls, and luckily the timing was good for us because we had not made any concrete plans when the COVID shutdown happened. So the dust has settled, life's back to normal. We're going to try to revisit that and uh, hopefully bring it to some cities outside of Shreveport. That'd be a smart thing. Yeah, that'd be a smart thing. Again, I I thank you today. Again, his his book is Wrong Note Right, The Story of an Accidental Piano Man by Winston Hall. Uh, one more kudo. After reading your book, I could see this could be a real easy movie script. <laughs> it could be a, like a two-hour movie easily. The only question is, who would play me, right? Oh, yeah, you can play yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, but again, it was. I, I laughed, I cried, I enjoyed. The, the stories were very... You're a very versed writer. I Thank don't know you. if you had expertise, consultant help, but the the flow is good. It wasn't boring. It was easily read. Awesome. But but your your descriptions were really awesome. made made you like you were there. It's it's like music. If you can make somebody laugh and cry in the same night or same day, then that's a that's a success. So well, thank, thank you. Well, thank you for appearing on our show today. Best of luck to you and, and Donna. I'm looking forward to I'm sure I'll be seeing you at various places of I'll, two Johns and counties and, yep. and throughout the year. So, yep. again, best of luck and best wishes to Great. you. Thank you so much. Be sure to tell your friends next week to listen to our show. That might benefit them or their loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of The Best of Times at one of our 270 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day. 
Thanks for listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on 101.7 FM and 710 Keel. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. for more Best of Times. This is 101.7 FM and 710 Keel.